What we're dealing with here, glittering air, is a complete lack of respect for the law and smoking the reef. Call the dust pump. We live in a society of laws. That pump? Yeah. No, that's not real. This thing a weed. Takes one side a weekend of training to get that bag. Hello, ladies and gents. Welcome back to the Police Academy podcast. I am Terrence Herrick, your illustrious host, and uh, we're back for an episode on officer fitness. We've talked about this in the past, but I've seen some headlines recently that are encouraging and discouraging at the same time. So we will talk about that here very soon. First, a shout out to our newest member of our fearless membership level, Jason from San Antonio, Texas. Jason, thank you for being here, you should already have your fearless Tumblr in hand. Um, it's actually Tumblr 2.0, the Merca edition, to be more clear. Um, and to Jason and the rest of our members, if you know our other members, if you didn't hear the announcement that was released this week of May 2nd, 2022, please go check out your membership options over at patreon.com. If you're not a member, you can go there as well, and you will see that there is only one membership option available now. So if you're a current member and you decide to continue your membership, you should definitely go change to the new membership level. It is only $4 a month, and it gives you access to what was previously our top tier membership level. So Jason, I'm going to save you, you know, it's going to save you 10 bucks a month for the same exact stuff, for example. So if you're a fearless member, that's it. Uh, go change it over and you'll be saving some money. If you are um, a good or the strong tiers, you're going to get more content for less money or the same money. So um, it's a win-win for everyone. The reason we're doing that is because our content uh, production has been much slower than expected. And so we want to make sure that we're um, being fair to our members. And at, at this point, like our membership is a way for you to support law enforcement and support what we're doing here at Police Academy Podcast. And that's, if you get more than that out of the membership, um, which you do just simply by being able to access our private chat server and, and be in a community with our members and listeners at Police Academy Podcast. But if you get nothing else on top of that, I hope that it's worth it uh, to be a member. And so essentially any, any extra behind the scenes content, extra shows, early releases, stuff like that that comes out is just, just that's bonus stuff, right? So I'm trying, I'm trying to put this in a proper context so people aren't disappointed when they sign up and they're like, oh, I thought I was going to get, you know, 20 more episodes a week and, uh, you know, he hasn't put out anything for two months, which is pretty accurate uh, in recent history. Um, so that's the situation as of now go change your membership if you're already a member. If you're not, just go check it out, patreon.com. Just search Police Academy Podcast and you will find it. Um, now, again, today's topic is on fitness. And uh, so I must encourage you all to go check out our fitness tees over at the website. Just go to policeacademypodcast.com and click on the store and you'll see there's five different t-shirt designs. They are form-fitting um, athletic tees, super uh, high quality materials are not just like these, you know, everyone is doing drop ship t-shirt printing right now. These are not Gildon crappy drop ship t-shirts. These were, um, you know, designed, uh, custom designed by me through the actual t-shirt manufacturer. There's no middleman. There's no, you know, click on a website, 
send a shirt out kind of stuff. Like I have all of these in-house. I ship them out myself. Um, this is the old school way of doing it. These are really good tees. So go check that out at policecademypodcast.com and click on the store. You'll see them there. Okay. Now, our t-shirts do have the downfall of being pretty form-fitting. So if you have the same issue that some officers down in Texas are having right now, then might well if you buy a shirt then it'll be motivation to slim down that waistline because it probably is going to fit a little tight and that isn't necessarily a bad thing which skipping our traditional transition into our main part of the show we're just going to jump right into it this is the whole theme of this episode we've talked about fitness standards before and if you've been a long time listener on this show, you know that I am a huge advocate for having a fitness standard for police officers nationwide. Um, But there's a good way to do this and a bad way to do this. And having a waistline that's over a certain size and using that as a metric for your fitness standard is a really bad way to do this. Um, So what did they do in Texas? Well, as of April, 213 officers um, had failed their new physical standards, Um, namely the waistline limit. 213 officers failed the waistline limit. Um, Men had to be 40 inches or less. Women had to be 35 inches or less. So out of 4,000 officers tested, 213 failed the waistline test, but only two would fail the fitness test, the physical fitness test. So they can choose between a combat fitness test, rowing tests, or a trio of push-ups, sit-ups, and a 1.5-mile run. So that's the physical aspect of it. Only two officers out of 4,000 failed that, but 213 failed the waistline test. All right, so this, this, this is going to be a quick episode. This brings us to the main point right out the gate. If the officers can do the job, if they're physically capable of doing the job, why the hell do we care if their waist is more than 40 inches? That's the rhetorical question number one. We shouldn't. Um, Now, Texas, maybe they're concerned. Maybe the Texas... Uh, State Patrol is very concerned about the appearance of their men and women in uniform. Valid concern. Um, we want our officers to look and act professional. And part of that look is not looking like a slob. Um, you also want to look like you're in shape so that suspects don't think that they can take advantage of your lack of, um, I can't say lack of shape. We all have a shape, but uh, lack of physical fitness, let's put it that way. So, I mean, there are valid arguments, right, for having a waistline standard, but it is the worst way. Um, Well, I can't say the worst, but one of the worst ways that is very commonly used to, to, as a fitness standard. So, for example, the army does this, and it is, it's stupid. It is, number one, it's not a good measure of physical ability or fitness. So the army system is a little different. It actually sets a standard for waist size based on your height. So it's, it's slightly more, um, sophisticated if you want to call it that nothing in the army is really truly sophisticated, but, um, 
just overcomplicated is what it really is. Uh, so they take your height and then they say, well, your waist can be this big or you have to do a weight and tape and then you might have to go on this special program because you're too fat for Army standards. Well, the Army should have you know, high standards for fitness. But I, okay, there, here's the boots on the ground reality of this. When it comes to this kind of stuff, and this is another reason why the waistline standard is dumb because it's really easy to cheat the system. For one, if I would stand there um, and just stand normally, not suck my gut in, breathe normally, I would fail the waistline test in the army every single time because I'm only like five, I'm like five, 10 and a half for being like super accurate. I'm like five, 10 and a half. I'm allowed at that height to weigh like 193 or four pounds, I think. And my waistline is supposed to be, I don't know what the number is, but it's less than what mine is. And that doesn't mean that I'm fat because I'm not. Um, to illustrate this, I, cause no one really, everyone listening doesn't know what kind of shape I'm in. Um, I, eh, I'll, I'll say I've got a slight dad bod, but very slight and, um, mostly pretty, uh, I'm in pretty good shape. Let's put it that way. I have never taken an official PT test in the army and not gotten the maximum score. Uh, and with the new PT test, which is much more challenging, I can max that 600 point event, um, barring not blowing my back out on the deadlift, um, because I have a bad back. But aside from that, uh, yeah, I can run circles around just about anyone that I've worked with in the army infantry. Um, and that includes my, you know, higher level leadership and the young guys, which most of them are younger than me. Um, so me failing the weight and tape test and getting put on a, you're a fat guy, you need to slim down program is absurd. But without a little bit of help from the, you know, um, the powers that be, I probably would have been put on that program at some point in my army career because I'm, I'm thicker, right? Because I, I lift a lot of weights. Uh, I work out really hard. I'm not, I'm not a normal five, 10 and a half average five, 10 and a half. However, however you want to describe that, but I'm not fat either. Right. So can I do the job or not is what it comes down to. My physical fitness scores, my physical, um, my, my PT test scores show that if, if that's what that's meant to measure, that I can do the damn job. So and, and the same kind of ideology or, or principle applies here with, with law enforcement. It doesn't make sense. What you need is a physical fitness test that measures physical ability. Can you do the job? You know, some officers up in Wyoming pointed out that there are guys that have over a 40-inch waist that can run circles around even high school or college-level athletes. And so what? They, their waist is over 40 inches, but they're, they're actually in really good shape. Some people are built a little different. Some people 
you know, are just thick. Having a a hard line standard like that for the waistline is just stupid. The other thing that a standard like this doesn't do well is that it doesn't promote actual fitness. Yeah, you can you can do all the diet plans you want, get on the treadmill, uh, elliptical, whatever, the bicycle in the in the gym, you know, hang out with all the ladies over there, and get your waist. No offense, I'm not trying to be like whatever, whatever. If you're offended, I, I don't care. Um, <laughs> you know, you can slim your waist down by doing all kinds of things that don't actually build um, fit, fitness for law enforcement for that specific job or for the military. Um, being thin does not mean you're in shape. And there are a lot of guys who just are naturally thin and are in terrible shape and we get their ass kicked by literally anyone that wanted to fight them because they're not in shape. So the physical fitness standard needs to measure physical ability and a waistline measurement doesn't fit into that really anywhere. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so what, without going into a specific, this is what I think we should do um, as a fitness, fit, uh, fitness standard test for law enforcement, uh, well, number one, it has to measure, it has to align with each event in the test needs to make sense. And in, in, in the sense that like, okay, this test shows your ability you know, proves your cardiovascular vascular ability so that we know that you can be in a sustained fight or get in a foot pursuit and not literally fall over and die, right? You have the ability to sustain some cardiovascular strain for a certain period of time, right? It needs to actually make sense in the real world environment that cops live in every day. But when, when it comes down to it, police departments need more than just a physical fitness standard. They need a culture that promotes fitness. And one of, so I'll give you another boots on the ground example of this. With my old police department, uh, the agency I served with, they, they did allow, um, you know, in our contract, we had an hour per shift. We worked 12-hour shifts, and we could spend an hour of every shift that we worked off the radio, unavailable for calls, uh, working out. Now, that's a great benefit. It's a huge incentive. But it doesn't really have the intended consequences for your officers, broadly speaking, if you don't have a culture in the agency that also supports what the contract says you have a right to. So let me unpack that a little bit. Um, You know, not... I'm not throwing my HC under the bus and I'm not naming it, obviously, but we had this benefit. But it, as an officer, if you took that hour during the day to go work out, because you also had the option to take a 30-minute quote-unquote coffee break, an hour lunch, another 30-minute coffee, coffee break, and then your hour of fitness. So that's three hours out of your 12-hour shift if you take all those that you're unavailable for call for calls. But when you have a busy shift or you're down on officers, which that's a huge problem right now across the board in this country, taking yourself 
off the radio like that during a shift is super like, that's the fastest way to get every one of your coworkers to hate you. So it has to be more than just like, Hey, yeah, you have this in your contract. You can work out, you know, your supervisor can't get on you if you work out during your shift. Okay, cool. But like, is there a culture within your department that, that promotes that where dudes are like getting on you for not taking your hour, you know, workout shift. That's the kind of culture that will actually build an agency of healthy fit police officers. Um, and that's really like, that's where the fight is, I think. But one of the ways that you kind of, I think would help promote agencies moving toward that culture, uh, as, as unfortunate as it sounds is a national standard for police officers. And I've talked about it in the past. I won't, I won't beat that dead horse, but, um, I think we have to have one. Uh, I think we have plenty of people who are smart enough to figure out, you know, what a good physical fitness standard is. Uh, unfortunately, when you get into that level of bureaucracy, common sense almost never prevails. So, um, you know, I'm being very utopian right now to suggest that we can create a national standard for our officers and have it be a good one. Um, but that's the goal. And I hope we can get there someday. And I hope maybe I'll be a part of creating that standard. I would love to, um, if anyone would ask me to the party, but, uh, I think that's what has to happen. Um, that's it for this one, ladies and gents. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I know it's short. We, again, the, my cattywampus recording setup and insane life right now is not going to allow me to go into much more depth on, on this topic today, but we will talk about it more in the future, probably have some guests on. And uh, so stay tuned for that. If you haven't done so, go check out our membership over at patreon.com. Like I mentioned in the intro, we have uh, only one membership level now. It is the good, the strong, the free. It's only $4 a month and it gives you access to all of our member benefits. If you sign up for a year, you get our Merca edition Tumblr, which is pretty awesome. Um, otherwise, you can just sign up for uh, like on the monthly. And just to feel it out, if you want to, you know, feel it out for a couple months and then switch over to the year, then you can get your Tumblr then. So go check that out. Also, go check out our performance tees over at policeacademypodcast.com. Uh, it's slash GSF for good, strong, free, but you can just click on the store button, policeacademypodcast.com, go to the store and you can find that stuff there. And that's it for this one. Ladies and gents, my kids and family are just on the other side of the door. If you can hear the screaming, um, it's good screaming. They're having fun. So I'm going to go have some fun with them and we'll see you all on the next one. As always do good, be strong, stay free. Stay free.